0: Hello, my name is Chandler O'Leary. And my name is Johnny Hatch. Welcome to Bedside Business, a student-run podcast where we talk with physicians about how they use business principles to improve their lives
1: and the lives of their patients. We believe that business is a tool physicians can use to help their patients fight against burnout and make the world a better place. We aim to explore all these topics and more. Our guest today is Nick Flint, also known as the OnKing. He is a medical student who has been instrumental in facilitating the development of Anki as a tool to help medical students. In the episode, we talk about what Anki is and what part Nick has played in the widespread use of this program by medical students. We talk about how he got involved in the project and many of the business skills he has developed along the way. We also talk about how his team has developed a course to help students get started with Anki, and he has graciously given us a coupon code bedside business, one word, that you can use for $10 off the course. You can learn more about the course and the project at onkypalace.com or on Facebook and Instagram at onkingmed. This episode was a ton of fun to record, and we hope you learned something from it. Thanks, Nick, so much for being here. Johnny and I are both huge fans of you and the whole project that uh, you guys have done. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah. I grew up most of my life in Utah, although I was born in Ohio, so I'm a Buckeye. Did my undergraduate at BYU. Uh, Took a little hiatus there for a minute. I went on a two-year proselyting mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I was in Taiwan. That was actually my first interaction with spaced repetition, although I learned it as the tunnel method when I was learning Mandarin. And then... I met my wife while I was in college, we got married then, and then I started medical school at the University of Utah. That's probably the most interesting stuff
1: about me. Now, Anki was actually developed to learn Mandarin, is that right? Japanese. Japanese, okay. It was developed, yeah, it actually, Anki is Mm -hmm. is a word for, um, to like, remember in Japanese. Ah, okay, I didn't know that. So... We've already kind of talked about Anki, and most of our listeners will probably be familiar with it. But for those who aren't, can you kind of describe generally what Anki is? Yeah, so it's
2: a flashcard app, just like everything else, like Quizlet or whatever. Um, Although it's quite a bit more advanced and feels a little more intense at first. Uh, At least I thought so when I started using it. Uh, but it does space repetition. That's, it's, that's what's so special about it. So like you'll do a flashcard today, then tomorrow, then three days, then seven days, you know, then a few weeks, then a few months. It kind of spaces it out. That way you're theoretically reviewing
1: uh, whatever that information is right before you're going to forget it. So you mentioned the space repetition, which is a really cool principle. Another principle that Anki kind of takes advantage of is it gives you a lot of data which you mentioned how overwhelming the app is when you first got it. And everyone has had that experience. The first time they fire up Anki, it's like, whoa, this is insane. I have no idea what's going on here. (laughs) And the data is one of those things that is just like you scroll down, it's just pages and pages of graphs and charts. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's unreal. And it's like
2: coders paradise. But if you don't know anything about coding, it can be quite intimidating at first and I actually tried to use it for the MCAT before getting into medical school and gave up on it. Cause it was, I was just like, I could not figure it out. And it sounds stupid now that I understand how it works, but I started doing flashcards and they disappeared. And I was like, where's my flashcard? <laughs> not realizing that it had been like put into this algorithm and was going to show back, like back up again in a day. And anyway, that was super frustrating for me when I first started and gave up on it and then started again in medical school. And I'm glad I did. Cause I realized,
1: it's extremely effective. Yeah. That's what's so cool about it. It's the best way that I found personally to learn stuff. And I think Johnny can agree. We're, we're both huge Anki guys.
0: Totally. Sometimes it's a little overwhelming, you know, those days where you have like a thousand cards, but, and we, we don't want to spend you know all of our time talking about the details of, you know, what to do when you have a thousand cards and anybody listening to this, you got to go watch the on stuff to learn everything that has to do with Anki and and how it can really be a a blessing in your life as a medical student. Um, But Nick, I've listened to your story and you've talked about and you touched on a little bit, you know, you tried it in MCAT to do Anki, you started in medical school, and then in medical school, you really got good at Anki and decided that's how you wanted to study for the boards. And then all your classmates wanted help. Can you talk a little bit about how you transitioned from using Anki for your personal study to helping other people in your classmates and then,
2: you know, publishing these this content online? Yeah. Yeah, so the, I was probably it was in my first semester, so in the first 6 months towards the end and Uh, it's not as busy in the first six months of medical school. I'm sure you, you can both agree as you would expect. And then you get into your second year and it's worse. And then your third year and you're like, okay, now I know why people told me not to do this. But during that first six months I had free time. And so I was helping people with Anki. In fact, I was making anatomy flashcards and sharing them with the whole class. And so people wanted to use it, but they didn't quite get it. So they'd say, Hey, can I meet with you for 20 minutes? I was like, yeah, sure. Well, like, six people later, you're like, wow, I just lost hours of my week. Um, and I, I didn't mind helping people. I enjoy that, but it was really busy. And then, uh, kind of just happenstance. My wife got super bad strep throat over Thanksgiving. So we were at home, like doing nothing. And I was really bored and I used Anki. So our finals were coming up, but i have been using Anki. And so I didn't have anything to study because I felt super confident already going into finals. So I made like 20 videos, on youtube i had no idea what i was doing um they're super simple like rudimentary videos but there was nothing out there at the time there's a huge text manual but uh in the 21st century nobody likes to read we like to watch videos or listen to things that's that's just, true. i don't know we were born that way <laughs> and so anyway i made those 20 videos and they got shared on reddit And then just started like blowing up. All of a sudden, there were thousands of views on all of the videos. And the more I learned about Anki, the more I was like, oh, I could make a video on this. I could make a video on this. And I had a list
1: of hundreds of ideas. Just to be clear for our listeners, you didn't develop Anki. What you have developed is basically all of these materials to kind of help medical students figure out how to use Anki. And then you've really helped facilitate Um, The creation of all of these kind of shared decks that people can download and, you know, use for their classes. Can you just kind of talk about what the scope of your project is huge and it's ever growing um, as we we talked about earlier before the show started. So, yeah. Can you just talk about that?
2: Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's getting into this like massive progress project. I had no idea I was getting into quite what I'm doing. But uh, so I started the YouTube videos that went well. And then there was this flashcard deck out there, the Zonky deck. It was awesome. It's everything you needed to know for the boards. And I don't even know if you two remember this, but there was a couple different versions. There was the blue galaxies version. There was, I don't yeah. know, whoever else's version. And you had to pick one and that was it. You were stuck with that version for the next two years because you couldn't import another one or it would just erase everything you do. Because, like, you're going to customize those flashcards as you go, right? You're going to add your own notes. You've got your own lectures. You got to put the pieces together yourself. And I had this idea of a way that I could update cards once I figured it out uh, how that process worked. And I posted on Reddit and I was like, hey, I have this idea. Can somebody build me an add-on? Cause I don't know anything about software. And I got told that it was a stupid idea and nobody was going to help me out. So I posted again. Same thing. People were like, no, like nobody's gonna do that. I was like, okay, fine. So like a month later, I posted again and I got a personal message from somebody in England and he's like, Hey, I see the value in what you're doing. I think I can build this add-on for you. And so he wrote the add-on and I helped him and we fixed it up and whatever. And it was very rudimentary back in the day, but it worked. Um, And because it was so complicated and I was one of the only people that understood how the thing actually worked, um, I did it all myself. And I started compiling. I got, you know, there were like 10 other people and they were helping me update things and they would send it to me and I'd merge it all together and I released this update and people went crazy and they were like, whoa, we can do this. But it was super complicated. Um, And so I was spending... I'm not kidding, we were getting 40, 50 emails a day that me and three other guys that helped me start this, we were answering. So we finally started a Patreon so that people pay us like, it's like six bucks or 10 bucks so that we'd answer your question. The idea was, uh, you know, you try it out yourself and then if you really can't, like we're happy to help, but we're also in medical school. And then we finally had this income and so I paid a software engineer to update that add-on so that it's way more friendly and so now we've got this collaboration thing uh fast forward a little bit i have a slack group chat now with over a hundred people in it that are all contributing to this deck updating it and adding things and finally i was like okay i'm too busy to be managing all of this by myself we need a better system and then a software engineer approached me and said he wanted to start a business and uh, on essentially that so that's where the anki palace was born and just recently, we committed $10,000 to the software engineer that is working on that project. Um, so we made a, an online course, it's just similar to the YouTube videos that we've been earning money for. We sell the course for $120, $119, um, and we've used the income from that to pay for a software engineer. And hopefully a few
1: months from now, we'll have something that will be a serious game changer. Yeah, that's so cool, and we are like a business podcast, and a lot of people think when they think about business, they think about hospital administration, or they think about selling things, but that's not what, that's not all that business is. Business is just a set of tools and organizational, you know, things that you can use to accomplish goals that you want to, and that's what's so great about this project. It just demonstrates that beautifully. You saw a need in the community, and you just organize all these people around it, to accomplish the goal. And the product, like you're saying, is not totally finished, but it's pretty good. I mean, it's really not that hard to set everything up compared to even two years ago when I first tried to get into it, you know, a lot of progress has been made. So you have talked a little bit about Reddit, which is so cool because Reddit's obviously like relatively new, you know, within the last decade or whatever, And I just think how the Honking Project has kind of organized everybody through Reddit is so cool. And like you talked about, you have that Slack group with 100 people. It's just grown and grown and grown. Um, It's really, really cool. I
2: was going to say that Reddit page when I started, uh, you know, when these decks were first available to download, I think they had... Gosh, I want to say it was like 5,000 people were following the medical school Anki subreddit. Um, and I just looked today and there's almost 75,000 to give you an idea of how far it's come in the last
1: two years. That is crazy. Did you have to do, for Anki, did you have to do anything actively to generate interest in it or did it just kind of happen spontaneously? As in me
2: personally or as in other people? I guess Both. So I knew from the get-go, I wanted to do a competitive specialty. And there was a person at our school that said, I scored it in the hundredth percentile on the boards by doing this flashcard deck with Anki. I did flashcards every day. That was it. And I got an awesome score and I was sold. <laughs> I was like, whatever it takes, I will jump in the water with two feet and do this thing because it sounded awesome. So that, I mean, it was like day one. I was like, I'm going to do this. Uh, I knew right away. In terms of getting other people on board, it's been hard. And especially like at the beginning, like the Zonky deck was not easy to use. It was very complicated. A lot of my initial videos were like how to find flashcards from Pathoma. And then you'd have to click the tag and then sort by the date created and like scroll down and manually search for keywords. And it was not easy to use. And my whole goal with this project has been to make this flashcard deck something that anyone could use with any level of expertise in Anki and use it with any platform. You could you could use Pathoma, Boards and Beyond, Sketchy, whatever you want. A physio, I mean, and I've actually been in contact with these CEOs and said, "Hey, I want to help your company tag this buy your company's stuff and make it available to students so that they can use your resource with this, with this flashcard deck. Cause it's so much better quality than everything else out there. And so that's been my goal is like, I want everyone to be able to use this
1: as, and make it really easy. Yeah. That's one of the coolest things about business compared to medicine is that both of them can be used to help people. But when you're with a patient one-on-one it's still incredibly important, but you're, you're a doctor helping that individual patient. When you get into business, you have this concept of scalability, how like you yourself starting out this project and now developing your team have helped thousands and thousands of medical students, which will go on to help millions and millions of patients whenever they become doctors. It's just cool, the like outside, oversized impact you can have, you know, using concepts like this, it's crazy. Yeah. And on the business side of things, and this took me a while to realize as a
2: medical student, because I went into medicine with the idea of I'm going to help people. Right? I don't care about how much money I make. I just want to be happy. And so with the YouTube channel and stuff, i always intended for everything to be free. You know, I don't want to charge anyone. I really don't care to make a buck because I'm going to be a doctor. Right. It doesn't matter to me. And I, that's why I realized down the road, I needed something in order to scale. If I wanted to help more people, if I had income, then I could pay a software engineer to update that add on and make it easier for people to use or pay someone to make it in the first place, you know, if I'd had income right at the beginning. And so that's why I got into like the business side of stuff, which you have to get into the legal and the taxes. And there's so many different things you have to do, but doing that has allowed me to scale this. And now, you know, I've got multiple people that are hired and working for me and I can help way more people. The cool thing about that is all those free resources that you started out with are
0: still there. And that's one of the things that drew people to Anki in the first place is it's an open source software that you download for free. Um, The pre-made decks are free as well. And then, you know, you you buy the the test prep resources like sketchy or boards and beyond um that you would buy anyway and then you use the flashcards to remember those principles that you learn how do you feel that your experience with the business side of the onking project will help you in your future as a physician that's a good
2: question um I mean, if I do end up going into something more private practice, that definitely will help in terms of, I'd, I'd love to do that. And, and at the same time, like I also love to, I've really enjoyed the business stuff probably more than I've enjoyed doing research in, in medical school. And I'd like to be doing little side businesses in the future. I think the finance stuff's interesting. I think, you know, I even think taxes are interesting. I'm weird. Um, I, I thought about going into accounting before I went into medical school <laughs> So I'm hopeful that I can actually have a little side business if it is this onking thing. Ten years from now, like that'd be awesome. But that's kind of what
1: I'm hoping for. I love the point that you made earlier, and I just want to bring it up again about how you have to start paying attention to the business things if you want to get beyond a certain capacity. Like if your goals get to a certain level, there's no other way to do it than you know using business concepts like that and. You know, there's a lot of people talking bad about economics, and obviously, there are some downsides to like a monetary capitalist system or whatever. But there are obviously some upsides too, but it's also incredibly complicated. And how did you learn how to do all of this stuff? I still haven't, <laughs> I'm still working on it. Um, I,
2: like I said, I, I, you know, I was interested in accounting. Uh, I've I've done a lot of finance stuff like that in my life. So I had a decent idea, but man, it's a lot of work to try and figure it out. And a lot of like, when I got started on Instagram, I just wanted to be able to make short 10 second videos to share with people. And then, you know, now it's a totally different thing and there's lots of people on there. And I had no idea how to be a, an influencer. I still hate it. My wife teases me, you know, you're an influencer and I hate that. But it's true. Like the, you know, I'd ask people, you know, how, how do I get more people on Instagram or how do I get more people to see this post because I want to help people. And there's all these, you know, hashtags and algorithms and whatever. And so you just kind of learn it as you go, you know, you decide, okay, it's about time I do this and you do it. And I, by no means, am a great social media person. And my YouTube videos are by no means fantastic. They're people have told me, oh, you know, they're very raw, they don't feel super edited. It's just me talking, and I think people kind of like that—that that it's just, just raw. It's just me talking through how to fix something, so you just kind of figure it out. And like I like we were talking about with the scalability, you know, once I had more income, I realized, oh hey, I can buy you know a, a microphone, <laughs> and make my videos sound better. I can buy lighting to make myself look better, whatever. And you just slowly increase. But I think if you're putting time into the quality of whatever product you're doing, then, then people will pick up on it. And then you can start worrying about how to run the business. You've got a quality thing out there. People like it. Then you start figuring out how to scale and you, you just Google. I mean, or you ask people and you network and you find out, oh, you know, like a, a social media person said, you should put your face on the YouTube videos. People
1: will enjoy it more. And I was like, okay. So I bought some software that allows me to do that and people like it. Yeah. That's a, the influencer comment was funny. Cause I always make fun of Johnny for being an influencer. Cause he has a, he has a better Instagram presence than I do. But the the thing about the influencers is that there are a lot of them out there that don't actually do anything productive for society, but you can use those same things that they're doing to, you know, bring about positive change in the world. And, you know, like you said, you've been able to really grow the project using social media and, uh, being an influencer, sort
2: of. Yeah, I think especially, you know, but it, people are going to do that. I and mean, if you want to start a business, if there's somebody on listening that wants to start a business, they're kind of, you know, medical school or they're a doctor, whatever. I would not encourage them to do the influencer route to like sell your life in order to earn money. It, it's not worth it. It's not going to bring you any happiness or fulfillment. I don't think uh, what's brought me fulfillment is being able to, you know, someone asked me a question and there's, uh, you know, 20 people asking the same question because they can't figure out how to do something on, on Anki. And so I share it on Instagram and get a hundred people are like, I was wondering that too. And so you're able to reach a lot more people and help those people. And then I'm also able to, Like I said, this Anki mastery course, which is an awesome course. We put a ton of time into making it really high quality to teach you how to use Anki well. But our main goal was to earn money so that we could pay a software engineer to make this collaboration software to make everyone's lives better. And so now we've got a product that can help people, but I can also share that product on my social media and earn money that I can then put towards a project that I know is going to benefit Thousands of lives. Uh, and to give you an idea, we we estimate there's pro- at least 10 to 20,000 preclinical medical students using that flashcard deck that would benefit from a collaboration software. Just a huge number. I mean, it's crazy. So I know
0: I would have greatly benefited from the Dunking um, Palace can you, can you tell me exactly what the product's called it's the onking palace is that right <laughs>
2: there's onking and then there's onky palace yeah it's like the two onky palace the onking is what we started with, with youtube and whatever and then Anki palace is now you've got the online course and we're going to get this collaboration thing
0: okay so for anyone who doesn't know if you you know if you're a medical student you're starting out and you hear all the classmen talking about how great Anki is but you have no clue where to start, then I would highly recommend going to the onkingmed.com website, but specifically on their page, they have a link to the Anki palace and what you've been talking about. Nick, you mentioned before that you have a discount code for us. And essentially if you take this course, it'll teach you step-by-step how to Anki, how to use it for medical school, why it's beneficial can you go ahead and share that code with us? And we'll
2: also put that in the show notes. Yeah. So it's bedside business and that'll give you a, a, that's $10 off of the course. Um, and like you were saying, it takes you right from downloading and installing it to installing add-ons to using it in a day-to-day life and, and more like advanced techniques. And we actually had a software engineer build an add-on. So it's like a browser extension. If you don't know what Anki is uh, to add extra features. So Tons of them are super helpful. I have at least 70 online, uh, but we built an add-on that will automatically install 60 other add-ons and configure all the
1: settings and set everything up. So you can take you know hours of setup time and you can do it in two seconds. Yeah, that, that course is definitely worth it. I mean, I during my gap years, kind of when I started figuring out how to use Anki and I had a lot of free time, but man, if you guys would have had that a few years ago, I would have hopped on that in a second. So I also wanted to ask, just
0: curious, um, Nick, so from us medical students, we see you as the face of Onking, right? But you have a whole team of friends, medical students, software engineers that you've hired. What is everybody else doing behind the scenes? You know, what's your role? Are are you managing them all? Is is there a partnership? How is that all structured and, and what's your role in it all?
2: Good question. Yeah, so the King stuff, that's technically uh, me. I owned that. I started the the business. That's the YouTube channel like when it it was first born. Um, The Anki Palace that we've now started is actually a partnership. Um, So there was four of us in medical school that started this. We teamed up with a software engineer um, to start that Anki Palace business and really get things going. Uh, but I've also, like I mentioned earlier with our Patreon, where we're answering questions for people, uh, I've hired, let's see, we got three or four other medical students beyond the four of us that started this originally to help answer questions because we were getting so many questions. Uh, and then I, I we do have a software engineer that's hired. Um, we had one that was going into medical school that worked for us over the summer and they're not anymore. So we've had quite a few people working on the project. I still make YouTube videos and I do a lot of this stuff myself, but I am doing a lot more like management stuff and admin stuff now. Um, But to give you an idea, like when we started, one of the guys was primarily helping me plan videos, uh, usually during lecture time, uh, whenever it was mandatory. And then uh, one of the guys was like the editor. He's just really good at being nitpicky. So I'd finish a video and I'd send it to him and he was editing. And when we made the website, he would edit and go through every little detail. Uh, And then one of the other guys is really good at tutoring. And so he's kind of running, we have a one-on-one tutoring stuff and he's been running that and he manages the other guys that help out with the tutoring. So we're, we're all doing lots of different things, but yeah, there's a lot going
0: on. You touched on this a little bit. You had this idea. You saw a need, and you know because it was such a big need, even though some of your videos were rough or the delivery was a little rough, it was such a big need that people grasped on, and it's become huge across the medical school community. What advice do you have for medical students, physicians, um, people in general who are looking to start a business or a side project?
2: Yeah, I. My first advice would be just go for it. Um, you know, like I was saying, a lot of my videos at first were kind of not as good and they're getting better. Uh, but my most popular video was one of the first 10 that I made. And it's still the most popular video. So sometimes when you feel that need, it doesn't have to be, you know, all all the bells and whistles. Sometimes people just want the raw content. That just That's what they're looking for. My other suggestion would be don't start a business in medical school. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you could do it, but uh, it, it, just know that it is busy. And a lot of the work up front is you're going to put in a lot more work than you're making. I think I calculated it out and it was like $2 an hour the first year or something like that. I mean, Ooh. I'm not, I'm not making a lot of money off of it,
0: but I did. I think it Napoleon Dynamite made that much at the chicken farm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So I think my advice would be just realize what you're getting into. It's it's going to take a lot of time up front. Um, you're not going to have money to pay other people. So you got to do it yourself. You got to figure out how business works, how social media works, how the internet works, make a website. And then once you do start getting some sort of income, you can hire people and you can start scaling that. But initially it's a, it's a good amount of work, but it's been very rewarding. I feel like I've been able to help a lot of people with it.
0: Yeah, and it seems like, when you first started, at least from my perspective, beyond it wasn't about the money, right? And even now, you probably wouldn't say it's about the money. You know, it's about expanding your product to help further medical students. Um, But what I was going to say is I feel like having a project like the On King project, or for us, this podcast that we're doing, it's a great way to stay engaged in our classwork, because we have something else that keeps us motivated and keeps us looking forward to the next interview that we have or the next event we're going to schedule. And for you, the next video you're going to release or the next Sunday fireside you're going to post on your Instagram story. It seems like it's a great way to stay motivated and to
2: stay away from burnout during medical school. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're going to do it, do something that you enjoy. I mean, I genuinely enjoy Anki stuff, even though I know so much it's probably gross at this point, but I enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I loved um, on your website, I was looking around and you guys had a quote on there. It's like all of us believe that serving others is what brings true happiness. And that has been a common theme with people that we've interviewed. We kind of always ask them, what's your motivation for doing this? Because everyone's doctors, like you said, most doctors are not poor. So it's like, why are you doing this? And I think having that sort of as your goal, like I am helping other people is just so motivating. And it really seems to help fight against burnout better than you know watching tv or something else for me personally have you had that experience absolutely yeah i definitely agree with that can you talk a little bit about how you kind of got in contact with some of these other businesses like amboss they had on um was that you guys or like did you contact them did they contact you like how did that work
2: we contacted them um, in the Amboss situation and a couple other companies. At first, we contacted Boards and Beyond and stuff. Um, so I contacted Amboss. I thought they I, I, they came to our school. I thought they had a great product. I had a YouTube channel. I emailed them. I was like, hey, I got this YouTube channel targeting medical students. If I make a video targeting you know medical students about why Amboss is cool, would you be willing to give me a free subscription? and At first they were like, yeah, we'll give you six months. And we were like, we actually, you know, we were hoping for something a little more. We ended up getting on a zoom call with someone that works there. Who's fantastic. And talking about what we actually had and ideas we had that could actually benefit their company. And she was blown away. and was like, okay, this is cool. Like these guys obviously understand stuff. So we did, we made that agreement initially. And then, It was like in our second year, she just sent us an email out of the blue. It was like, hey, we have this idea. We want to start working on Anki stuff. We need you guys because you're like the experts in the community. If we fly you to Germany in like three weeks, could you make it? (laughs) We're like in the middle of medical school right before our test. Of course, we we're going to say yes, right? You want to fly us out there. So we went yeah. to the Amboss headquarters. We met everybody. We met Glutanamate, who's really well-known in the Anki universe, who builds a lot of add-ons and software. And we actually sat down with Ambos and like gave them ideas. I mean, we had hour-long meetings with their uh, people there, explaining what we should do and whatever. And the Ambos add-on was all a part of this. And we've been part of alpha testing the add-on all along. So, originally it was me reaching out to companies. Um, recently, I've had companies reaching out to me that have started saying things. And I think that just comes with as you're growing, then people will reach out to you. And I've actually had to be nitpicky and with some of them be like, you know, I just I don't have time. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And so I pick and choose what I'm doing and who I'm working with. And you want to make sure you trust the businesses you're working with as well. Right. Yeah. If you're going to advertise for someone, you want to truly have faith in, in what they're offering. So that's kind of how it got started, but it has been really cool. And we are trying to work with these companies. Like I said, I've been meeting with the CEOs of all these companies to, when we get this collaboration platform going so that you could theoretically use the flashcard deck with any resource is my ultimate goal. And so I've, I've been reaching out to other companies and saying, hey, I have this really cool thing. Will you meet with me? And I'll Zoom chat with them for 30 minutes and then we meet. I even had one that was like, I want to buy this off of you. <laughs> so they realized how cool this is going to be.
0: Piggybacking off of that, one of the issues with the onking deck as it is, is there's a big copyright issue, right? Yeah. Where if you share a deck with images in it already um, that somebody hasn't purchased, there's an ethical dilemma there. and And so the idea is you buy the resource beforehand and then the deck and then you can use the deck freely without infringing on copyright is the software you're developing. The idea is you use this software, it integrates into Anki and then you essentially like Amboss. Currently you sign into your Amboss profile, you sign into your boards and beyond profile, you sign into your sketchy
2: profile. And then if you're subscribed to those things, that's the content you get. Is that the idea there? Yeah, correct. Yeah. That's, that's the idea. And we've kind of done that already with physio um, where the images they paid people or gave free subscriptions to help get those images out there. And now it's behind their paywall. You can get the update as long as you have a subscription and currently working on that with Eyes. So I'm kind of trying to set the scene right now. And then as soon as we get the software up, hopefully it'll be a lot more seamless and you can just log in like you were saying.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. Cause it's a lot of times you're like, you know, I'm sitting here studying, why should I pay for this resource? You know, You know what I mean? But it's like, you have to realize that the money that you give to those people, yes, it's for a product, but it's also for development of that product and growth and improvement of that product. So it's just look at it almost as a donation to the fartherment of others education at some level, you know? Yeah. And most, the truth
2: is most of these medical school companies, and I've met with their CEOs, a lot of them dropped out of medical school or are still in medical school and they really are in it um, for good reasons. There are some, I won't mention one that I don't like very much um, that have sold out (laughs) and they are completely business run now. It's a different story, but most of them are in it for the right reasons.
1: Awesome. Well, Nick, thank you so much for coming on today and chatting with us. Absolutely.